and we're live. Hello. Hello. Um, Hi, faggot. Hi, faggot. Happy 2018. Happy 2018. That's really exciting. How are you? I'm good. My uh, my week's been a little crazy, though. How about you? I feel like we say this every single time, but yes, my week has also been crazy. People are catching on by now, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your color? Oh, shit. I didn't think about it. Um, my color is... Um, Ooh, it's like a deep purple. Ooh, that seems good. Yeah. Is it? Uh, um, yeah, it's fine. Like, I just have so many fucking feelings about so many things. Right. And you're, like, and super into classic rock right now, too. Like. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> yeah, right. Unless <laughs> that song, I don't know. She's canceled, Yeah, we're cutting that, actually. Yeah. I don't want people to know that. Can we just beep out her name? <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, um, yeah, deep, I don't know, I just, I'm having so many, I, I'm back to feeling a little bit, um, paralyzed. Oh. Like, so many feelings and not knowing what to do about all these feelings, so just sort of sitting and doing nothing. So Talk about them. Like, what? Um, um, no. No, not right now? Not right now. Okay. We'll get, we'll get there. Yeah, okay, organically, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just really didn't, I, I'm supposed to yes and. And I know, I'm I know. In you're the supposed improv to world, and I really shut that down. So, which completely any, shows how actually paralyzed you. <laughs> any, and that's totally fine. I won't prod. Any I improv people to. listening, just I'm sorry. I promise. I promise. Um, <laughs> what about you? What's your color? My color is uh, like a like a light green, uh, both because I feel a little peaceful and happy today, oh. but also because I've had diarrhea for the past four straight days. Oh my God. Yeah. I think I maybe have <laughs> had a stomach virus. Can I, can wait, I want to go through this step by step. So first, why are you feeling peaceful today? Yeah. I uh, had some school meetings today and things were kind of set straight and I feel ready to take on the semester and I was feeling really, really anxious, but now I feel in charge, which is good. Um, is your mic okay? No, it's fine. I'm just precariously perching it on the edge of this table. You love that. It's a I metaphor. I love danger. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so like peaceful. I'm like, I, I don't know, maybe in control is a better word. I feel okay. I don't feel as anxious. And then also uh, violent diarrhea. Right. Yeah. Um, so you think you had some kind of virus? Yeah, like I pooed my pants the other day. Oh my God. Yeah, Describe I, it. Where were you? I almost don't want to say because I was in that chair that you're sitting in. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> It didn't Elliot. go through. It didn't go through. It just went through my underwear. It's okay. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, like, I'm not I know joking. we're pretty close, but I don't know if we're quite close enough that I can sit in your shit yet. TBH, I can't trust a fart for at least another year. Holy like, shit. I don't know. Holy God. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, that, that's okay. No, no, don't be sorry. <laughs> I love so this sorry. truth. I love that you're speaking your Then I also vomited in the middle of the night. And, like, I haven't puked from not drinking since I was a baby. Which is right. really strange. So, yeah, something happened. Do you think it was from when you came in your own mouth after? <sighs> That would mean that I was already harboring the virus. So, like, <laughs> probably no. <laughs> Just going to go out on a whim. <laughs> oh, boy. Interesting. Well, on that note, welcome to... Welcome to Do, Do You Queer, queer what, what I, I queer. queer. The podcast where we queer what you queer. Do we? Do we. Is this week question. we will. I'm excited about this week's episode. Yeah, me too. I can't wait to get there. We're not going to, like, tell why, though. No, I know, but they'll read the description and know why anyway. That's very, very true. <laughs> um, I had another question to ask you. Ask... Uh, New Year's. I didn't see you. How was the rest of your night? It was. It was. It was fine. Actually, it sucked. Oh, <laughs> it's no. It was fine. I went to a fun party, but it sucked because like uh, as the New Year rounded in, rang in, rang in. Yep. Um, I uh got a double ear infection. 
No. Yes, so both my ears were infected. Was it from the time you came in both of them? I have <laughs> never come in my That would be skillful. Nearly impossible, yeah. Um, but so I had this vicious ear infection for a few days. What a great way to kick off the year. Mm-hmm. I'm fine now. But also, like, what am I, a 10-year-old swimmer? Like, <laughs> fuck, what's going on? Of course I get two ear infections. Who, who gets that? It's you. It's starting the year as you. You I'm know, like, it's the I, most truthful yeah, I always have these fucking chronic ear problems. Anyway, this is a lot of bodily functions corner. <laughs> this has been bodily functions corner. Um, everyone who wants to skip, I would say Do come back. Do we have back. any other corners? We're going to... Cr- no, let's just make a corrections corner for next week. It'll be a double corrections corner. It's just going to compound on itself. Yes. Like we're going to have one episode of only corrections corner. Listen, this is a passion project. We don't have time to always be like checking right? Our corrections, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're getting mad at our listeners now. <laughs> um, okay. Oh shit. Yeah, that was tangent train. Um, Alex Talk Corner, anything there? <laughs> yeah, so Alex Talk Corner. Um, uh, <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. Sorry. No, well, the funny thing is that we got an email response for my Bukaki call-out. Oh, yeah. Uh, just in case you've corner. started this podcast now, you probably won't keep listening for much longer. But I would love a Bukaki on my birthday. I've yeah. asked for it for We're like, going to get one for you. Yeah, for the past We've already had years. one email in. And it was Alex Talk. And it was Alex <laughs> So, I mean, he was clearly being generous, but that's totally fine with me. I'll take like a like a pity Bukaki, you know? I don't think so. I don't think it was a pity Bukaki. Ooh. I think he'd be generally into that. Okay, that's fair. Um... Uh, b- by the way, you said like linguistics last time. I looked up what bukkake means in Japanese, and it means to flood. That's so awesome. Yeah, I mean, I also, that's a great corrections corner. I also saw a meme that said bukkake is basically just a baby shower. Ew! Did I know it's horrifying? Oh okay, Let's I don't get want you anymore. that fucking baby no, shower. No, I don't. I don't want you to say baby that. Baby shower. Ugh. <laughs> I hate you. Oh, it's gonna be so juicy. <laughs> moving along. Moving along. I'm going to save up for from now until your birthday and just, like, soak you. I literally feel like crying right now. You're not invited to my birthday anymore. Can um, we cut all that? I feel like that was a little predatory, and I just <laughs> meant it as a joke. It's okay. Um, we're not cutting it, unfortunately. Uh, on a more serious note, though, Alex Talk Corner. Um, yeah. Uh, poor Alex Talk. He was out in the east coast at a bar in halifax yeah yeah, at a bar called reflections and we need to this is unfact checked we need to get him to clarify for us but yeah i don't know if he's going to be able to clarify because he was so drunk yeah he was beaten up by six guys beaten up by six guys at a fucking gay club in halifax yeah yeah they were throwing ice at him fucking fucked up pretty fucking fucked up i've been to i've been to reflections poor guy had a got a concussion and uh, he was in the hospital the next day (laughs) I think he's pretty fucking traumatized, to I be mean, honest, from the, from the correspondence I've had with him. Mm-hmm. However, he's um, he is joking about it. He's talking along. To the general population, which is classic talk corner. But, yeah. um, classic talk corner. Yeah, I hope he's okay. I think everyone uh, will we'll check in. We'll catch up on this. Yeah, fucking, yeah. yeah. Um, no thoughts and prayers. <laughs> No thoughts and prayers. Fuck your action thoughts and prayers. Yeah, action. action or nothing. Um, that being said, I am thinking of him. <laughs> <laughs> and I am praying. Nope, I can't yeah. even say that with a straight No, face. I know. Your heart just explodes yeah. with like hellfire. Um, I no, have, I got really upset when I heard I was at I, work. and Yeah, me too. I broke down a little bit. because It's such a horrifying thing to be gay bashed. And like, I, um, 
I don't know many instances, um, I, except of like a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. Mm-hmm. And so to have it happen so to someone to that, that you love is like, was fucking. Yeah, crazy. no, I just, I started crying and I texted my mom who lives out East and was like, I can't even believe that, you know, this happened. And the other thing like that we, sh- that th- the fact checking that we need to do is that Alex, uh, much like yours truly mm-hmm. is a little bit of a belligerent, um, tornado. So his alter ego when he's drunk is called avalanche and mine's called tornado. So we have been known to cause shit. So right. uh, my question is how like, Oh, I don't, this is no, no, literally but, victim blaming, but like, I, I don't know how much of a, that, that's what I mean by life. Like, I think we're just reticent. I'm reticent to just outright call this like a homophobic hate crime on face value only because I need to talk to him. Cause that's yeah, really hugely serious, you know, for a, so stay tuned for Alex Hall corner. Yeah. Um, that was the messiest corner of all. Uh, <laughs> I think we should move right along. Yeah. Um, I have some news updates. Oh my God. I want to know. Okay. I'm so uninformed. Um, Okay. Well, in keeping with the general theme of me just being like just on both ends of the spectrum at all times, I have really good news and really bad news. Okay. Um, Which one do you want first? Um, I guess, I guess I should say the bad news. Okay. Uh, This is actually like really, really, really fucked up and depressing. Oh God. Um, Okay. I'm sorry. Did you hear about Krista Lee Steele nuts listen? Okay, so uh, she was the first trans person murdered in the U.S. in 2018. Oh, God. Yeah, it's the the 8th today, yeah. yeah. Um, So she was uh, found dead on January 5th in her uh, West Massachusetts home. Um, She was the founder of Miss Trans America pageant and of Miss Trans New England pageants. (gasps) Dear God. She was a huge member of the trans community, uh, political advocate, social advocate, she died from a stab wound to her abdomen and blunt force trauma to her head. So fucked up. So her husband, Mark, reportedly walked into the police station and confessed to it. Then when he was charged with murder at his arraignment, he pleaded not guilty. So he was held without bail. Um, we're going to have to, like, this literally happened three days ago, so we'll have to um, come back to this. But uh, there was issues in their relationship uh, on Facebook. She would post about when it was good and also when it was bad. Uh, and allegedly the cops have had to come to her house several times for domestic disturbances. <sighs> it's okay. a huge fucking problem. Yeah, I'm sorry to, to be that person. But no, no, you're... You have to keep an eye on that you're stuff, You're constantly right? that person, so... I know, I'm always that person. I'm used to it. Um, yeah, uh, good news. Okay. Which feels like in bad taste now to say, but... This whole, uh, this whole episode so far has been in very bad taste. And let's just lean into that. Okay. Yeah. That's our flavor is yeah, bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. just taste us all babies. Fucking rot. Oh, that's <laughs> something really not okay. Um, Baby shower. I'm about to uh, quote an article from Ethan Ray's uh, for extra news, but Vancouver could become the first Canadian city to ban anti LGBT conversion therapy, <gasps> which I thought you would oh, fucking love. Thank you for that. Yeah. News. Oh my God. So good. Um, like, I mean, let's not get too, too excited because it is a recommendation from the LGBT Advisory Committee. Who cares? It's Who a cares? recommendation. It's, a step it's forward. out there. Yes, it's a step. Exactly. Uh, so the recommendation came with a quote. Uh, they were condemning pseudoscientific practices, which I fucking love that quote. Mm. Um, the chair of the Advisory Committee, uh, Brooklyn Fowler, is hopeful based on the city of Vancouver's um, municipal ethics, basically the government's ethics. Uh, so it's, it's, it's looking good that it actually could get banned. And it's partnered with a committee, uh, sorry, a man is partnered with a committee. His name's Peter uh, Gadjix, and he's a survivor of six years of conversion therapy. 
So they have backed with them. Oh, for fuck's sake. They have a, they have a personal case. They have a, they have a storyteller pushing it forward, and they have somebody who's actually survived this right. kind of horrible therapy. But that's good for Canada. It's good for Vancouver. It's good for yeah. the LGBT community and society in general. It's so insidious in a way, because I know like some of the churches that I know in Ontario who do conversion therapy just call it something else. Yeah. Okay. So that's the other thing with this article is that they're like, we actually can't measure the efficacy of this because yes. they don't call it conversion therapy. So at what point are they just doing lip service to this cause and yet still doing? Yeah. I wish I could remember. Itself. Fuck. Uh, do you remember what Jake? Uh, it was, um, I guess we can correct. Yeah. We'll, we'll corrections corner that. And yeah, those are my two news articles. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, that's great. Everyone. Yeah, let's be informed. Yeah, let's be Fucking informed. Deep purple. Um, did you catch the Globes last night? I've been catching highlights online. They were great, F- infuriating, and great at the mm-hmm. same time. Um, Tell me about it. Well, the award, like I personally, wasn't a huge fan of all of the the winners of the awards although you would be because big little eyes won a bunch i loved it um i haven't seen it yet. i also love the shape of water i know you hated it uh i didn't hate the shape of water Sorry. i just didn't like it it was fun um anyway um but there were some really great so it just really like women fucking killed it mm-hmm. it was so feminist it was unreal like basically anyone who's a man should just shut the fuck up yeah and like seth meyers hosted i know that's rich because seth meyers hosting it but like right away he was like he he knew it was it was the right tone he was the only person to actually name weinstein right yeah in the whole of the like wanted to quote him because he's he said some funny i know this is so stupid after i was just like it was so feminist and now that i'm quoting a man as a man quoting a man yeah. <laughs> as a man quoting a man. he was like a special hello to hosts of other upcoming awards shows who are watching me tonight like the first dog they shot into outer space <laughs> which is perfect right and then he said um uh give it up for the hollywood foreign press a string of three words that could not have been better designed to infuriate our president the only name that would make him angrier would be the Hillary Mexico Salad Association. <laughs> I didn't catch That's that. So good. That's so funny. Oh um, shit. Yeah, he had a good. Oh yeah, he said Oprah Winfrey is receiving the Cecil B. DeMille Award tonight. What a tremendous honor for Cecil B. DeMille. <laughs> <laughs> he is not wrong. Oprah won the fucking uh, that fucking award. She won the year. Like, she won fucking... the year. Her speech was out of this world literally before you came i was crying in my room yeah and i was afraid that i would look like a mess when you showed up um you should all watch it because even like her like her delivery of it i know that sounds so like yeah like aside surface, the point but from, like yeah. it was so good i did kind of laugh because the tone of voice she had at the very end is the same as when she gives her audience cars but, but like i just but think right. it's because she's excited but she like, was giving course. her audience empowerment yeah it's true cars. it's so true yeah, yeah. it's like ten thousand cars um anyway sh- it was great i i was gonna i you know i have it up here i was gonna say some of the speech but that's really stupid just like, listen to it just go and listen yep, to it yep. totally give it the views that it deserves right um natalie portman oh she won the night she also was um <laughs> well, i'm sure you all know this but if you don't um when she was presenting the award for best director she said and here are the nominees all male nominees for best director and it cut so fast from guillermo del toro's face too because he looked oh, yeah. pissed oh like, yeah actually which is shocking to me but. i mean yeah like if they would all be pissed. That's hilarious. And who cares? But what is the evening for if yeah, not to no, call exactly. out that bullshit, right? So the whole evening was just about this Time's Up campaign, which is which was so great. Like mm-hmm. spearheaded by many of the women in the room. 
like everyone were almost everyone wore black to in in uh what's the word solidarity yeah michelle williams brought tarana burke did she yeah tarana burke was are you kidding yeah michelle williams you have to be fucking her date yeah i did not know that and i am floored Right, so that like is that's so cool. Because like, me I love that. Too started I was it. gonna talk about the Golden Globes, and then you just like <laughs> you just cut in with like way better information. <laughs> so much that a lot of the stars brought social activists this year. That's so um, cool. Yeah. Um, Deborah, Ma- do you hear about De- Deborah Messing on the red carpet? What did she do again? It was so brilliant. And again, I'm paraphrasing because I'm such an idiot, a stupid faggot. But um, they were <laughs> interviewing her. <laughs> And it was the E network that was interviewing her, and she's and somebody. Oh fuck! This is so unfounded. Um, somebody uh, who worked for the E networker, who was a reporter, has just stepped down because she was getting paid way less than her male counterparts. And so Deborah Messing on the red carpet on the E channel said, "Oh, I really miss such and such host that had to step down. I, it sucks. I don't know her name." Um. Uh, it's uh, it, it was brilliant, and she was like, "It's it's too bad that um women even on the E network can't get paid as much as the men do." Like, so cutting. on the E network, I'm it was so good. Yeah. Did they cut away from that really fast, or did they show it through? They showed it through. Bless that. It must have been live, if not like I I don't think anything is actually live, but right. within a ten second window frame, probably not enough time. Um, because she was so unassuming as she was speaking. Deborah Messing is. Will and Grace. That's right. Okay. And amazing. I Googled it before you came because I knew you were going to come for me for not knowing that. I'm not going to lie to you. Did you know I was going to bring up Deborah Messing? Yes, I did. I had a feeling. Oh, I literally don't know why. Because of this moment? Kind of. Yeah, I Googled it. Um, Fuck, I was going to say something in my memories. My last really fun uh, moment of of the night. There were many. Like, every speech was, like, brilliant and and, um, inspiring. But when Seth Meyers was doing this, he was very smart he was like, oh, I do a thing on my show where there are jokes I can't tell because I'm a straight white man. So I set up the joke, and then someone who can deliver the punchline will deliver the punchline. So a bunch of people in the room were delivering his punchlines. That's so like, good. Like, all these women in the room were delivering punchlines. It was great. And then he went to Amy Poehler, and he was like, okay, so I, as you know, I'm going to set up the joke, and you'll deliver the punchline. And she was like, oh, really, Seth? You're going to explain this to me. Like, you're going <laughs> to go into... You're a man, and you're going to explain Mansplain. how I'm going to tell this joke. And he, it was it was really well done. And I love Amy Poehler. she said something stupid about reclaiming my wine, which I found very funny. And how many deep bottles <laughs> deep were you at that point? <laughs> how dare you? I mean, how dare I, I not? One vodka soda, mostly soda. Yeah, for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what I was going to say is, as to the the... Natalie Portman moment I googled it and did you know the only women director to ever win a Golden Globe is Barbara Streisand in 1978 uh, ever yes I did because she, Barbara Streisand said that last night oh well I should probably just watch the Golden Globes yeah no you don't have it. you don't have to that's so fucked up though what yeah, the I fuck know. and after Greta Gerwig directed fucking Lady Bird like I can't even and she didn't get nominated at all yeah, yeah. not even anyway yeah anyway whew. thank you for that I literally just got like warm talking about that I know pretty like turned on right now are you turned not on in, not by, by women not being directors <laughs> that's what you're talking about is like misogyny in the entertainment like center <laughs> specifically biggest turn on i love it i've basically been turned on for the last 100 years of media so <laughs> <Holy shit. laughs> um 
Anyway, uh, I think it's time. I think it's time. For men to stop talking. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Everything is problematic. Our whole life is problematic. Uh, yeah. Um, but we have a guest, and I'm super, have, super excited. I'm so excited for our guest tonight. Hello. Oh, Hello. Here. Um, so, so happy to be here. Thanks so for coming. This here. is Liz. Hi, Liz. Hello. Nice to meet you all. Thank you for having me. Thank you for How coming. How are you feeling tonight? I am feeling tired, but okay. uh, getting a little buzz, and I'm feeling pretty good right now. <laughs> the essence of the our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, si- I'm excited about tonight. That's oh, nice. great. That's yeah. so nice to hear. That's what I love. Um, so uh, let's let's give a little backstory on on who you are and why you're here. Okay, so um, I am here because I am a sex worker, actually currently a retired sex worker, and I don't know, why did retired, you? Retired, retired, or on retired, sabbatical, or? I don't know. Okay, I, I keep we'll get fli- into it. I keep flip-flopping. Uh-huh. It's a, you know, it's a long story. It's a lot, it's a lot of stories. I I'm can't on a wait break. I'm on to a get break into right it. Now. You're on a break. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear your story. My pussy's on a break right now. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it need to be sometimes, though, yeah. right? Yeah. Give it a little rest. Oh, my God. It's on a total hiatus right now. <laughs> on sabbatical. Yeah. Oh, I love pussy sabbatical. Me too. <laughs> um, just for continuity's sake, so you're on Do You Queer But I Queer. Yes. Um, which we're so blessed to have you. Yes. I hate that word, blessed. I hate it, too. Anyway, we're lucky. Okay. Um, <laughs> what do you feel or think about the word queer? Or, like, what kind of image does it conjure when we say well, it? You know what's funny? It's like queer is like such a confusing word to me. And my impression is that it might have meant um, gender, being gender fluid or being sexually fluid. So like, you know, I know a lot of a lot of women and and speaking about myself, you know, at times I've had a lot of sex with women Mostly I've had sex with men, but sometimes I've had sex with women, sometimes couples, sometimes all sorts, and now I have no sex. And that is being <laughs> <laughs> and that is being queer to me. I <laughs> love that definition. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. That's perfect. But I mean yeah. I'm very confused about the definition. I don't really know. And it is confusing. I yeah. think that's like part of part of the thing that propelled us to do this was that we're so attracted to the ambiguity in that space and like yeah totally that we want to fill that space with voices and with stories you know and but like, i love yeah. like uh, you really just captured the essence for what i'm starting to put together which is like people who sleep with men people who sleep with women people who sleep mm-hmm. with couples people who sleep with no one mm-hmm. and like, also just people who change their definition like yeah, I, yeah. i've met plenty of of people i've met Mostly women who have been like, oh, I was a lesbian, but then they met their husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've met, um, I have met like men who only slept with men and suddenly they're now into women. So it's I don't a know, spectrum. It's kind yeah. of everything and anything. That's cool. Right? So there is no real definition. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I feel like. I'm, yeah, again, I'm very confused. No, no, no. That's, <laughs> as are we We're all, all confused. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in the best of ways. Like it opens up yes. a space for conversation and, right. and education. Maybe it's a hormonal thing too. For women, it's very hormonal. <laughs> yeah. Like right now, I don't feel like having sex at all. So I'm just like, I'm like asexual right now. But, you know, before I used to define myself, I was like, I'm bisexual. Mm -hmm. I love sleeping with women, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, oh, no, fuck no. I'm straight. (laughs) I am straight. Men are easier to deal with. I love dicks. Come in my mouth. I don't give a shit. Oh, my God. Okay. We need to to unpack that a little bit. Can we go to the beginning? 
Okay. If you don't mind. Yes. Tom, you're so good at keeping us on story track. Yeah, I, really <laughs> on track. I do. You stories. are the keeper of time. I, I think you're the oracle. Tick, tick, talk. <laughs> tick, tick, clot. Clit, clit, clot. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm permanently ill from hearing you say that. I'm the reason you have such rancid <laughs> diarrhea. Um, that noise. Anyways, moving back. Getting back on point before we all have breakdowns. Um, uh, what was it that first got you um, interested or involved in the industry? In the industry. Well, it's, the thing is, I'm, I have a background in women and gender studies in university, and I'd already studied so much about the industry but through an academic point and and um i was a minor in history as well so like a historical viewpoint so i've always been like pro sex work but i didn't really quite get it um but i've always been like a very sexually curious person i was raised catholic sex was so naughty you're here me too yeah i was like oh my god like sex is amazing i was like fixated fascinated by Uh it uh Um, and then yada, yada, yada through the years of a lot of fucking and all sorts of crazy shit and me (laughs) trying a lot of shit and getting drunk and doing shit. Um, (laughs) Adolescence. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like all through, you know, all through, all through my twenties. I mean, I didn't get into sex work until I was 31 and divorced actually. (gasps) Cool. Yeah. I got divorced. And what happened was I started questioning like monogamy. And I started exploring the swinger world. And so I started going to like sex clubs because I was free and just like wanted to like, you know, rock my world and try new things. And I finally had the chance where I could sleep with women and I could sleep with couples and all that kind of stuff. I was exploring that. In Toronto? In Toronto. Cool. Um, I would go to the sex club and like I would actually meet couples who I met online I would meet them and I met all sorts of people and some people have their shit together like they're really good couples but a lot of people don't <laughs> and straight couples really don't have their shit together <laughs> at all straight couples get it together get yeah. together straight yeah. couples like I feel like I feel like I'm gay, tired of it I feel like gay guys you know when it comes to like going to the bathhouse and stuff like that like gay guy couples kind of like you're on the same page you're like alright we're gonna go here and have some fun woo mm-hmm. and yeah, like, yeah. you know things are gonna get buck wild and like there's no beef about it totally. although I'm sure there are I'm sure there totally. is totally my partner and I are non-monogamous in that kind of sense and like yeah, yeah. We can literally be friends before, fuck somebody, and then be like friends again after, and there's no beef. No you know, it's beef. It's so easy. Mm-hmm. It's so casual. Yeah, like you just you just kind of get it. Mm-hmm. But like with men and women, oh, it is like a whole. That is, it's a slippery slope. And I met a lot of couples where right away from meeting them, I was like, they're not on the same page. Like it's usually wow. the guy is really pushing the girl and uh. she doesn't want to be there. And it's just like, that's not fun. Mm-hmm. But I was, I got very good at being with couples. Like I did meet some really nice ones. It's also a very kind of party lifestyle. I used to be a party raver, crazy bitch. And <laughs> I would go and like dance around naked, meet couples and like fuck on, you know, have a great time. And so, but then I quickly realized how creepy it all becomes. Right. Mm. I got into situations where I was like, oh, this is creepy. And then, but through that, in, like through that world, I met escorts. Like mm. I met people who were doing it and doing it, I thought in a very proper way. Like my eyes were open. Like you can be classy, you're educated. Like, you know, these were like smart women that I was meeting that were just super open. Can and you define for listeners and for us the oh, difference yeah. between um, 
I guess like a sex worker on the street or a sex worker not affiliated with uh, like a an escort. Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's different levels, right? Um, I was meeting high end escorts, so I was going to places where there was doctors and lawyers and shit. So I met oh. like the higher end, and right. like everybody operates online. Everybody does their business online, not on the street, right? Um, like. Since the internet happened, everybody's right. online. Because mm-hmm. it's just so much safer, right? So the much vetting safer. process. And um, I met, I just so happened to meet independent escorts, not agency right. girls, cool. which was a, which is a big difference because they, you know, they are, they're, you're an entrepreneur. Like they're a business owner mm-hmm. and they're the only boss and that's it. They have no one who really owns them or anything or I shouldn't say own. That's like a pimp thing. But like agencies are, <laughs> I hate to say it. Okay. Are we doing the like, um, the warning of like, this is just my opinion. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. You're, you're going to do your disclaimer. My disclaimer. Okay, yeah. My disclaimer is this is just my personal experience. Yeah. But there's a wide, wide, wide variety of opinions on what I'm about to say. Awesome. This is just mine. That's, That's the essence of our the podcast. Perfect disclaimer. Yeah. yeah. So now say whatever the fuck you want. Cool. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So. E, um, a lot of girls get started through agencies and, and all that, but um, I so happened to get started independently and had someone, I met someone in the swinger world who helped me get into to the business because I quickly realized through swinging, I'm like, why would I do this for free? Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Why? Capitalize I, why, so cool. I, why, why would I do this for free? Because... The thing about the swinger world that I didn't like is that at first I thought it was all like, oh, women call the shots. Like there are rules. Women are, the women are supposed to say what goes. Like implicitly? Or do people say that out loud when you're? Well, I mean, if you go to like the sex club, there is a class you can take about like how to do swinging and be in that kind of swinging environment safely. Oh, no way. Yeah. Go cool. To, go to Oasis. Cool. I well, didn't like, know that. I've been like really tempted to go into Oasis. Yeah. I, re- I want to go. 2018 goals. Go. I do, so I do want to go. You can just go and hang out. Yeah. Okay, we will. So my question is that like I was unclear whether or not I was allowed in as a lone Anyone man. Anyone um, when you're a guy that's by yourself, it's specific nights okay. that you're allowed and you can't go upstairs unless a couple takes you upstairs. Oh, okay. But you know what? I would go there and hang out and drink by the pool. Yeah, cool. Like I, I don't, do like that, in the yeah. summertime, it's free to walk, go in there and just, I would have drinks and just cause I want to drink with no clothes on. Yeah. We got to oh, fucking me too. do that. Yeah. We got to yeah. do that. That sounds perfect. Yeah. yeah. Like I just want to be naked. Yeah. Right. Cool. But, um, as I said, with the swinger world, I think between men and women, the dynamics are so different than like a gay couple Yeah, mm-hmm. that a lot of times they're not on the same page and a lot of times boundaries get really broken Yeah, because, you know, people get intoxicated, people are partying, they're doing drugs and sometimes things happen where I'm like, is that consensual? Oh, and God. Like, you know, I woke up plenty of times where I was like, oh, man, I really shouldn't have like blown that guy, you know? Oh. Like in front of his girlfriend, <laughs> you mean? Like, like I shouldn't have gone that far, right, or right, like right. things happen. I've had some weird shit happen in that in that world, mm-hmm. and so I quickly like backed up and was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I mean, I I, I like the idea of it, but in like in theory, I love the idea of the swinger world. Mm-hmm. However, a lot of people don't follow rules, and I found that men really called the shots. Shit. Oh, fuck. And really pressured. There was a lot of women that are pressured into things and stuff like that. 
Oh, that's so fucked up. Right. But um, I always, I always had a good, I think I always had a good view of it. I always, I learned like you gotta, ha- you have to ask permission. Mm-hmm. And I got used to all those like things. And talking about sex with people there was just fun. Totally. Being open. And I did meet some couples that really had all their like ducks in a row and had a really nice relationship and they just like have these sexual experiences with other people. It so works. is it like communication is the fundamental to do Absolutely. Like it's being truthful you got to be on the oh got to be on the same page, right? Man, right? Totally. But I it translated into sex work and um but in sex work I just felt like I was more respected than cool. in my regular life. <laughs> That's so cool. I Yeah, so in a way. If like if let's say I wanted to start sex work, what, what are the first steps? Like, is there like a website that I go to or like an app that I get? Like, well, for like a gay guy, it's sorry. Let's pretend I'm in your shoes. Like, okay. So you're, you're a female. Yeah. Okay. So right now, Twitter is the thing. No way. Whoa. Twitter for advertising is the thing. Oh, cause there's no community guidelines, right? There's you can no post nudity. guidelines. Like I've put my butthole all over that thing. <laughs> it's yours now. Technically. Yeah. It's just, I put, you can put whatever fisting crazy shit on there. And you know what? No one cares. They look, you're going to get hundreds of likes and retweets and all the more nasty, the better. Oh shit. I had no idea. I don't yeah. even I don't have know Twitter. How to Twitter. We should tweet. We should tweet. Oh, no. I'm like, I'm like hoard out all buttholes the first. Yeah. Buttholes yes. first. <laughs> My profile picture. Profile picture. <laughs> I've, I think I've seen your profile picture <laughs> Just already. a prolapsing <laughs> asshole. <laughs> prolapsing again. It always comes back to prolapsing. It always does. Yeah. I, I have an affinity with prolapsing. So. <laughs> okay, sure. so Twitter, like, so Twitter's this is Twitter's kind of the thing now. So for your free, so to be a freelance. Free. free and also, like, it's just so much more, it's accessible. There's more of a dialogue. I met really nice clients off of there. Um... It's so I like that. I, I like this is very interesting for mm-hmm. me to hear. Like it just sounds safe. It well because you can, but like you can really get to know someone before you meet them, right? Or I'm assuming that's the idea that I I like my way of doing sex work. I like to get to know who I'm meeting. Mm-hmm. That's just for my own anxiety. Mm-hmm. I kind of like to get to know people a little bit, but. You know, everybody works differently. Totally. It's it's an industry where everybody's comfortable with different things. Like, sexuality is totally, like, unique and different. Totally. And you know what? I have no judgment how how people advertise. Because, you know, people are still on Craigslist. Right. Um, There's cheaper kind of advertising avenues where, like, apparently Craigslist, you can get a lot of business. I've never done it unless I'm touring in a small town where they don't have fuck all. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but there's all there's like core websites that I do pay for, or sorry, I did pay for mm-hmm. that are quite expensive. You can p- spend endless amounts of money on advertising. A what lot. is what is your like? I guess um, how do you go about pricing? Like, do you have a contract, or or is it by word of mouth kind of? Uh, the, I, here's the rule: like when I started, th- three hundred an hour. That's that's a starting point. When you go below three hundred as a client, like it's kind of like you're taking a risk. Like I think right. it gets a little. But 
you know what? There's lots of girls I know that charge like 250 and they're still really great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like, it gets kind of sketchy the lower you go. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, sense, I mean, yeah. these guys go on, they'll go on the, the forums and complain about, oh man, I got ripped off. Well, you, you know, it was an advertisement for 60 bucks an hour and a fake picture. Yeah. Right. So, right. but you pay for what you get. And so excuse my ignorance, but like 300 an hour entails... It entails, like, I'm a girlfriend. I'm, like, I'm okay. a girlfriend experience, so cool. it entails whatever you want it to be. However, my limits, my personal limits, like, I don't do fetish. I don't do BDSM. Although I've crossed over here and there, sometimes I scare myself. Sometimes <laughs> I just realize how much of a fucking prude I am. Ah, <laughs> like, I realize I'm, like, oh, wow, I'm really boring. <laughs> interesting yeah i mean i'm just more of like i realize, I don't believe you yeah no me neither i realize the kind of fucker i am in the industry and, and i i had to learn my boundaries and you really that's the toughest lesson you will learn when you get in the industry is you need to learn your boundaries so let's say you did do bdsm do you up your price like is 300 the uh, absolutely. base level okay yeah. BDSM, i mean what that's some expensive shit yeah that's so <laughs> and, true just and for actually, the toys bdsm like like, like actual doms they like that's a skill mm-hmm. you gotta learn that right. you gotta take classes right. you just gotta go to like university for that shit like, no totally. shit I feel like people don't like, respect role, right? that it's enough. a role play yeah and I've done some role play when it just like was with somebody I was comfortable with right however I'm just kind of a go with the flow kind of girl mm-hmm. where other people it's like doing the whole BDSM thing is very like they're theatrical kind of people like they're very like they can perform and they can they know what makes people tick and i'm kind of just like i'm a little bit too lazy (laughs) (laughs) and i'm just kind of like okay hey let's just hang out and like have some fun yeah let's get to know each other the girlfriend experience the The girlfriend girlfriend experience experience. i'm your girlfriend however that the girlfriend experience it's very different than sugar daddying which is that's something i've learned the whole sugar daddy thing is the exact same thing but a hell of a lot more work mm-hmm. why does anyone want to do that mm-hmm. wait I wait mean, i like, don't understand oh do you understand like sugar daddy the difference between sugar daddy and like girlfriend experience there's more of an ownership to sugar daddy right yeah like they can and call commitment. on you commitment oh, and they do not like hookers although everybody i think on there is a hooker trust mm. me i was on sugardaddies.com and i got kicked off and i got banned what? Because they do not like escorts. No way. Yeah. But isn't the whole essence... Okay. Yeah, I'm it is strange. Really no, ask the question. It is like, interesting. It isn't the whole essence of SugarDaddy.com that that, it, that is an escort service, is it not? Yeah, it's like you're paying for dates and you're paying... So what's, but it's not about well, I don't know the difference. I think they want the illusion, know. right? Of, it's the illusion of like you're not really paying for sex. It's, if sex and, happens, and it's, it's also. Like, it's also like a guy wants to feel like he's taking care of someone that you're like, they think that they, they kind of put escorts in this box of like, Oh, you're probably a drug addict or something or an alcoholic and you, you know, you're using people, whatever. And so it's kind of like blurring the lines of that. And like, they want to really pretend that like you're their, you're their property. Really? That's my view of it. Fuck. Right. And it's very like emotionally draining. No kidding. There's no doubt about it. I I mean, I'm sure somebody, it's worked out for some people. But Mm -hmm. for me personally, I'm an independent, self-sufficient girl. And I didn't like, I had clients that tried to be my sugar daddy. 
or sugar mama mm-hmm. and i just didn't like the feeling like i got taken shopping places and stuff Interesting. and it just like you didn't want to be a possession it was awkward yeah. for me and i felt i don't know it felt just really demeaning for me because yeah, i'm not like, a yeah. i'm not a dependent person is that like findom is that the same thing like financial dominators oh that's a whole like atm fetish yeah that's, that's different, a whole right? thing and okay. i i did oh i scored one of those before i want to score if anyone's listening right now and wants to fend on me like uh, email yeah. below Can you, t- <laughs> you think i know what it means but just for me and for other stupid packet listeners what the fuck's a okay so like financial domination um it's just basically people who they they like the idea that someone's using their money and controls their money and that I don't know. There's a whole like, psychological right, right, right. thing it's behind it. Like, I, like they'll like take you shopping, and they just want to see you buy clothes with their credit card and try it on, but it's not sexual necessarily. No, like no. They, they just got they it. Really it's get like a giving on. over of power. Yeah. And also, I think spending money is like totally at a, an adrenaline rush. And so, if right. somebody has a lot of money, they're just like, they're just like, you know, making it rain. Fascinating. That's and so fascinating. Like, and they're jerking off at the same time. I don't yeah. know. My I don't poor know. Ass is it's like their <laughs> rush. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And I've had people, I think I've had clients that wanted to save me. Mm. Um, and so I had, I wouldn't say it was, it's not financial domination because I can't. So Liz just did air quotes around save me. Sorry, if, sa- if, oh yeah, sorry. You're so good know. at that. I never like remember that people can't see us right now. <laughs> air quotes, yeah. save me. Save me yeah. Um, but yeah, like this one client I had, it, you know, he was basically... How do I explain it? I was definitely not his financial dom, but he loved showering me and gifts. Like pretty woman? Like P- like pretty woman. Like he wanted to <laughs> rescue me and he wanted uh, my dreams to come true. Uh, and I actually had a couple of clients like that. Like actually a number of clients. I've made my like dreams come true. Air quote. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so what are your dreams that have been coming true? Like what? what, did, I, what like, oh, any examples? I have very good examples. Let's, the let's most extreme one. I met my hero. You know who my hero was? Who? Okay, so first of all, I gotta tell you the backstory. Yes. This <laughs> so one pumped. client, this one client I had, he was an extreme, like he was extremely Muslim, extremely to the point, like like his mother like wears a burqa and all that kind of uh-huh. stuff, and uh-huh. he just had never been with a woman ever before. He was quite young, and he just felt like he's like I don't, I haven't lost my virginity yet. He was curious. I don't know. Mm. I took his virginity, and he just like you know got attached. But also, he had this pretty woman fantasy, and he would ask me these random questions of like, like what was a toy that you didn't get as a child? No way. <gasps> And I was like, oh, well, I remember I, like, I wanted this pottery set. My parents wouldn't buy it because they said it was a piece of crap. And then, you know what he got me? No. It was a gift certificate for pottery lessons. Never took the pottery lessons. But <laughs> <laughs> that gift certificate is still sitting in the house. But, then I, that, but like, his gifts kept becoming like progressively like better. Oh, better and better. And, like, so and then yeah. he's like... Okay, tell me three people in the world, any three people that you would love to meet one day, like your heroes in life. And I'm like, like what, celebrities? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, are they dead or alive? (laughs) And he's like, how about both? (laughs) Anyways, the alive ones I said were Hillary Clinton. Yes. Dave Chappelle and Buck Angel. 
I don't know the third one. I don't know. Buck either. Angel's like the female to male transgender, first female to male transgender porn star. Such a good hero. How do I not I know I do. That? Oh. You don't know Buck Angel? Oh my God. Get Sorry. Your, get your phone. No, no. Yeah. I do. I, as soon as. Know now him? I know. And Google like, break. Google break. So fucking hot. Yes. So fucking hot. Yes. I would do anything to Buck Angel. Honestly. The name almost works like a double entendre. So go, fucking go, go. hot. Yeah. Look um, him up. He's a dude. Holy shit. I've been a fan of Buck Angel since I was like in my early 20s. Oh yeah, I'm a fan. Huge fan. Ooh, good God. So hot. Continue. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So cool, cool, um, cool. I got Buck Angel. <gasps> he actually flew Buck Angel from LA to here to spend a weekend with me at the Shangri-La. No. <laughs> and you have to understand, the client didn't want to fuck me anymore. This was the weird thing. He had such a guilt trip about sex. It wasn't about the sex. Oh, it was about the connection. It was about the connection. And he wanted to, like, help me. And he did, because I was going through a really rough time at that point. But, like, I didn't, obviously, I didn't say anything. But Mm -hmm. maybe he kind of, like, knew. I don't know. And he brought me Buck Angel. And I spent the weekend with Buck Angel, not in the same room, but, like, separate rooms. We had every lunch, breakfast, lunch, and dinner was already paid for and planned at various restaurants. Um, oh, me and him. And all Buck Angel. I know. Buck Angel and I, we just, like, dude, we were on the same page. We were just, I just, like, I was, like, oh, my God. Like, I'm meeting my hero the whole time. I'm, like, but we just connected, like, we were old friends. I felt like we knew each other for years. Oh, that's so cool. Fucking yeah. Cool. Okay, so it gets more fucked up. Yes, yes, please. <laughs> yes, 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 please. yes, yes, yes. So after that whole weekend, me and Buck, we still kept in touch, and he's just like, "We're gonna be friends forever." Blah blah blah. Like you know, we're we're pals, and like we stayed in touch. And then about a year later, another okay, that client was gone. Another client brought Buck Angel back for me what? for my birthday. What? what? <laughs> I know. A second time. A different client. A different client brought Buck Angel back. And so Buck Angel's looking at me like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, he's like, I'm back here. (gasps) So he, again, we we spent the weekend together, talked about everything, hard times, all this crazy shit. You know, we just... It was awesome. It I was... need a film script right now. Like Holy I need to yeah. see that. Yeah. On oh my god, that's, that's amazing. So cool. Yeah, and uh, we still talk. Like we Skype sometimes, and like I watch. A, he has like a little podcast that I watch all the time, and I'm always like, "Hey, book." Aww. He's always reaching out to me, so I'm like, he's just been in my corner so much. Um, I wonder if he'll come on. Oh my god, hey, Buck Angel, Buck if you're Angel. Listening. Yeah. Anyhow, so that was the craziest thing that I was so blown away blown away with like the first client that brought buck angel like he he paid me for a weekend like he gave me 10 grand like like to holy sp- shit. and i spent the time at the shangri-la in the room by myself yeah and like i would walk into my room and there's like a box of chocolates like with this like chocolate dipped strawberries a bottle of champagne on, on your own he wasn't around where was no. he he was at home Oh my, oh my goodness. God. So kind of ATM fetish, I guess. Yeah, and it's right? He lived with his parents. That's that the weird sounds thing. so emotional though. Like it was yeah. very emotional. Oh. He was really like that particular client was really difficult to deal with. Right. Because he had a lot of trauma. Mm. A lot that I was trying to like bring oh him out and I was trying to help him. But at the same time, like he was like it, it was a lot on me. 
mm-hmm. it was like, holy shit, I didn't realize I was someone's therapist. Right. I'm not trained as a therapist. And like, you know, I'm an empath. Like I'm a, a kind of quite an emotional person. Yeah. And so I was just taking on his problems and oh, I was boy. absorbing them at the time. And like, I didn't realize how much it actually took out of me. So. Oh, I believe that. I don't know what totally. happened to that money too. Like, I don't know what happened to it. Like I'm broke now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm broke. Hey, that client, if you're listening. Yeah. yeah. Right? Hello. We all want to be you... put up in the Shangri-La with Buck Angel. Yes. Please can you, can yeah. you send? Please and thank you. Can you send some money? I'll take some of those chocolate chip strawberries. I could use that money a lot right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how do you deal with the ethics of that then? Like, how do you... It was really hard for me because... Um, this is the thing. I think I'm a really bad escort because I don't. <laughs> yes, I don't think about money enough. Like I don't. I don't. I'm not greedy enough. I'm not superficial enough. I don't have a shit ton of plastic surgery and shit as like you know like kind of the stereotype is. I'm just like, I I I felt too much for a lot of my clients, which was really taxing on me. Right. Emotionally, it was fuck. really taxing. And like fuck, man, I spent all my money on therapy. Probably. Holy shit, eh? Like not. And it's not about the sex. It's about the emotional baggage the sex is almost easier right than the this emotion is easier. That... yeah I, don't, I didn't give a shit yeah yeah it was it was the emotional baggage and i it takes time and it takes years to like really develop like a thick skin of how to separate yourself from people's problems right because mm-hmm. you deal with a lot of problems i don't know how to fucking do that that's like help like i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah even in my day-to-day life without sex you know what i mean like yeah it's so yeah, it's yeah. Hard i don't know how to deal with problems or sex or your own problems <laughs> So help Tom, 1-800-H-E-L-P-T-H-O-M. <laughs> also, Cut that. <laughs> so yeah, so that was like probably the most like emotional story. I mean, I've, I had a, a bunch of them. Like a, a lot of people that I met were like, I did feel bad for or something. Mm-hmm. That eventually, I think with just more experience and learning more about myself too and doing shit tons of therapy, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I learned how to just draw the line with people and you have to cut off people and you have to know when you meet someone. Oh, that must be hard too. Cutting someone off that like maybe has a dependency on you. Absolutely. And sex addiction is a thing as well. Escort addiction is a thing. Oh Oh, shit. I cut off a guy that like had straight up escort addiction. I remember. And I was like, he was a nice guy. Yeah. But the guy had no control over his spending. Like, he couldn't afford to hang out with me all the time. Like, mm. he was spending money Jeez. he didn't have. So that's what I'm saying. When it comes back to ethics, mm-hmm. I would have to make a decision. When I, I got myself in these corners with somebody, I would have to make a decision, like, to let them go. Whether, it's not shit. just for that kind of reason, but for my own sanity yeah. sometimes. Like, and sometimes. You don't want to bankrupt somebody. Yeah. yeah. And like, also like, I'm like, wow, this person really drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Or do I want money? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had clients that are big ballers. We call them whales. Okay. Whale clients who are like these ballers and they want to, like, they just like want to dish it out. However, they may have a shit ton of problems that they put on to you. And it's like, is it worth that money? Mm-hmm. Is it worth it when this person's going to make my life fucking hell? So you literally have to navigate your own self-care with somebody else's self-care with yes. the economic dependency. That is like a that's, lot of puzzle pieces. Yeah. It is. And it takes like, it took 
a lot of therapy mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and the right therapist. You didn't, you didn't mention that before. So. <laughs> and and the right therapist yeah. to figure that out, to figure out my own boundaries. And yeah, in the beginning, I lost my shit. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, the stress of it all. I lost my shit, but I figured it out. And I figured out the kind of clients that work for me. And it can be a really beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I, I'll say this. I love happily married men. Ooh, yeah. They are yeah. hands down the best clients. They will never give me trouble. Cool. Yeah. We have a good time and they go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um fascinating. At the beginning yeah. you'd said that you are done with women clients. Or like or you're less interested now and I would kinda it, like to hear okay, about so that. Okay, so the female client thing. Mm-hmm. Uh yes. I am you know what's funny? I used to advertise myself as like bisexual, like I'm couple friendly and mm-hmm. you know, female friendly and now I am still open, but I'm very, very guarded. And I just, it's very rare that I would ever meet couples and single female clients. I just, I don't think I would ever meet again. You must have some stories. I have some stories. Lay it on Why, Liz? Why? (laughs) First of all. As you pour your red wine. Why? (laughs) Why? But you're not dramatic. I'm ready. (laughs) You're ready. I I think it's great that women. Red wine. No, 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 not because you're red. Oh my God. Because you're drinking red wine. Okay, I'm going to take a sip of my wine for this. Please for this. Do. Take a fucking gulp. Please do. Give me a straw in that bottle. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, female clients are a bit of a doozy. Hmm. Um, it's a lot of drama. Um, I think because it's very rare. It's like a unicorn. Mm-hmm. In, in the industry that I'm in but I think more and more women are becoming interested in getting like you know they want to be clients they want to hire an escort it's kind of like a risque thing to do mm-hmm. but I think that they can be just or if not more I would say more exploitive than men I no think way. maybe because it's such a new thing that women are involved in the sex industry now mm-hmm. um, where and also maybe it's just women c- connect more on such an emotional level that the lines can get very blurred between client and escort. Mm. So I had four female clients, only one of them, it didn't get batshit crazy. Only one. Only one. And the only reason why that one didn't get batshit crazy was that she was just a married woman who was exploring herself on her lunch break. So marriage again, that seems to be like, yeah, you no need kidding. someone who's tethered elsewhere, uh, right? In order to and like... I kind of just get it because, you know, like I've, I've been married before and mm. I get it when you're like in this, like when you're living with somebody, it, you know, things become mundane. You just need to do something that spice thing, spices things up, mm-hmm. but you don't, you don't want someone who's going to fuck your life over. Mm. Right. Um, and the, the one married lady that I saw I mean she just was like I've never been with a woman before I'm curious I want to try it and I want to be with someone who's also been with women mm-hmm. and she was awesome we really bonded like but that's the thing is like when I saw female clients you bond so much and you tell personal information and I learned not with her but with other ones they can use that personal information against you oh later. no fuck's sakes they can like Hold it over your head, and you don't want your personal information exposed. Can you, is it too personal to ask for an example? For example, like, I mean, your name, like your real name, oh. mm. or um, 
your education, your like anything about yourself that you probably wouldn't tell like the average dude. I see. Yeah, the average client you probably wouldn't because the, say. because female clients want to learn more about you it, to develop a deeper yeah. emotional connection. Yeah, and they want to feel just more connected with you, yeah. right? It's like yeah. I think emotions are far more important mm-hmm. right that sounds messy yeah where guys are just like they just want to come in bust a nut and leave you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they just want to come in and like fair, fair, they blow yeah. their load and they're like get the hell out i'm paying you to leave right yeah you know don't get me wrong like a lot of a lot of guy clients want to get to know you as well yeah but i don't know women are just way more catty that's that's what i'll say about mm-hmm. that totally <laughs> do, the, do the women have trouble uh with the notion I'm not suggesting this is the case but do they have trouble with the notion that they're sharing you with other they want to they want to feel like they're the only woman coming to see you they don't care about the guys and they some of them will be like you're so lucky that you're coming to see me like they think they think they think they're your savior yeah they think like they're like oh guys they're all gross they're terrible meanwhile like I love my guy clients. They were so awesome and they were such sweethearts. Mm. I don't have this kind of man-hating idea mm-hmm. that many escorts might have that feeling, but I don't. Right. right. I had such lovely male clients that wanted the best for me. They wanted me to be successful. Um, but when it came to female clients, it's almost like they want to be cool and they're like, I'm the only female client. I see. Right. They right? think they're the unicorn. They're the yeah, yeah. They're special. That I should be so lucky to be with them. Right. That I should be like so relieved that I'm not sucking a dick. Mm. I love sucking dick. I don't care. <laughs> You're talking to two loving. I dick love suckers. sucking Tom dick. Tom hates sucking. Dick. I don't like sucking dick. You're talking to one loving dick sucker. So yeah. Fifty <laughs> percent of us love to suck dick. Fair enough. Statistics corner. Sixty-six point six seven. So, I mean, I just think that, like, women, especially when it comes in the sex industry, it's like they can be misogynistic just, like, worse than men sometimes. Mm, like, I felt very respected by a lot of my male clients where, like, um, when I met couples, when I met couples, and, like, I'm, I know I'm very good with couples. I always make sure the lady feels important and mm-hmm. her opinion matters and everything. Mm-hmm. I got treated like shit by the female of the couple right no way the guy's up the guy's just like there he's like yay this is amazing mm-hmm. Shits yeah, and yeah, yeah. but i had like i've had a woman like be like uh like you need to take a shower before before we do anything mm. and that's a bit weird because i can't i i i'm decked out showered like i'm like yeah. i go there like you're professional proper. yeah i'm like you know dressed to the nines and then she's like get in the shower <laughs> And I'm like, well, that's not sexy. Yeah. <laughs> and then because I, I often I I met a lot of like older older people, older couples. They were like, the woman would be like, I'm concerned for your safety. Mm. And she would talk to me as if she was like my mother or oh, like Jesus. my my grandmother. Like my grandmother. Totally sexy. And mm. my grandmother. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, how is this gonna go down? Yeah. Yeah, for real. And I had to just perform, and I got through it. And I was amazed that this couple even wanted me to come back Mm -hmm. because she treated me so weird. Do you consider yourself a performer? 
like at the end of the day like do you feel like what you do is performance or it's does a it, performance it is eh? absolutely it's me being very blunt i mean don't get me wrong i had i had um clients that i really connected with mm-hmm. really like a really good connection but in general it's a performance yeah wow for sure so talented <laughs> and awe. like actually no, though, seriously, like, though seriously the, i agree like, yeah Let's just say, I deserve an Emmy for a good <laughs> orgasm. The Golden Globes right now. Yeah. Give her the fucking Golden yeah. Globe. I'm like, oh, Give yeah. Give her Oprah's. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Why did you, like, show me right now? It's so good. Um, uh, has anyone ever, like, taken you away somewhere on a trip? Yes. I have been to the Caribbean a couple times. Ooh. Okay. And my favorite client who I actually dearly think I mean, I think he's just such an awesome guy, and I actually miss him. Um, he took me to the Dominican, but the amazing thing was that we didn't see each other the whole time, except for two hours a day. Cool. I was in my separate... This is the only way I could travel with somebody. I was in my own separate world. Yeah. Like, I was in... Like, he put me in another suite on the opposite side of the resort, and he was, like, on the trip with his kid. It was like a school trip Mm. and I was just there hanging out. Like Mm -hmm. I was on the beach, reading a book, having some cocktails by the pool by myself in my own thoughts. And we had planned, like we would meet for an hour after lunch and one hour in the evening. And that was it. Holy shit. And we would see each other around the resort and just kind of like oogle at each other. But like, it was all about the tease. Like, I was going like, to say, that's probably like the big yeah, part of it. Yeah. Right? It was all about like, like we can't let any, anybody know. And I think that he, I mean, this guy that's is so hot. Can I say <laughs> that? It was. Okay, say that. And I have to say this client to me, like is the hottest. He's so fucking hot. Oh, that's amazing. He's hot. Cool. He's hot. He's like 50. He's got a nice... He takes care of himself. Hot. I'm already in. And just like... He actually was like... <laughs> you a, were in at 50. Yeah, literally. <laughs> he's a good person. But oh my God, this guy liked to fuck. Mm. Like I pulled hamstrings with this guy. <laughs> I literally pulled hamstrings. Like I couldn't walk. This that's guy. when I can die happy. You know what I mean? Like that's... Yeah. Like, or maybe like 2018 goal. We're not sure. One of the two. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. Like, I have to say, like, my perception of age, like, when guys get older, like, I have to say older men are the best lovers. Oh, that's amazing. Because, and I questioned, I was like, why are older guys just so much better than younger guys? And it's like, they didn't grow up with pornography. Ooh. Very interesting. They didn't grow up with pornography and these, like, unrealistic ideals of, like, sex and women and all that shit. So they're more sensual. They're like just way oh, right, better lovers. Right. Wow. I, I've had sex with because me- we're inundated with porn. Like it's all about like visual. Like, yeah. Bang bang bang! bang. Like the yeah. close-up shots of like the butthole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were like jerking off to like the Sears catalog for like bra. You know. Yeah. What I mean? yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So a lot of these guys didn't like grow up with that. So I felt that they were That's just fascinating. So mm-hmm. much more sensual. And like the old, the oldest person I've ever been with is like. Well into his 80s. Hot. Oh. <laughs> but for real, that's hot. I think that's, yeah. Well into his 80s, but you know what? It was amazing. Like, you know, he was just amazing because it wasn't, it was about kissing and like the sensual, they mm-hmm. just know around, they know how to get around a woman's body a lot better rather than putting my legs over my head with like my gaping asshole. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like I've had guys even in their 40s, like 
put me over a couch with my like legs above my head and trying to stick their dick in in this like weird angle where I was like, what are you doing? Like you don't know. This is not good. You must be flexible then, I'm guessing. I am flexible. Okay, yeah. Come on. She's a great goalie. Yeah, I was a, go- <laughs> yeah. I, I was a goalie. <laughs> and a good one at that. Yeah. Stopping so many shots. <laughs> There's a reason why they say multiple shots on goal. Oh, I'm dead. So dead. A goalie on and off the yeah. ice. Oh, shit. I know, I know how to take some shit. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, uh, can I... I'm breaking decorum here, but you said before we started recording that straight men love getting rimmed, and I would like to hear more about that because it's fascinating. Right. Tom and I are leaning off our chairs <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah. Like, right. So, I'm taking my asshole out as we speak. Basically, sexually speaking, I mean, I think as I think as an escort or a sex worker, you 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 learn probably what men are actually really into sexually because they're right. not doing these things with their wives or their girlfriends. Mm. Um, they're doing things with you that they may not do in their regular life. They feel a bit more free to do that or explore that. And I just got right. the idea that most straight guys, they they want it in the butt. They want it in the butt. Like, I, I felt like it was such a common thing. I was like, this is the thing. They want to be rimmed. Mm-hmm. Um, they want they want to try, at least try to have fingers in the butt. And some of them even want a strap-on in the butt. Mm-hmm. I didn't do strap-on play. I didn't feel comfortable with that for me personally, but... We've had a, a guest on the podcast talk about how, like, physically difficult it is to navigate the strap-on and to, like, actually, yeah. like, do I don't pegging. like it. Like, I just, like, yeah. it's not really attached to my body, and, like, yeah. I want to feel... There's no sensation, I want right? to feel what's going on, right? Totally. Yeah, so totally. For, but I'll take the strap-on. Like, mm-hmm. I could take a strap-on any day. But, Isn't there one of those reversible ones where there's a strap on and then it also sides. goes in? Oh yeah, that one's good. I was okay. gonna say technology. Highly recommend should be that. There. Yeah, yeah. Highly recommend that one. Okay. <laughs> I'll try it out. It's really good. But I'm even in that case though, I'm always the one that's gonna be receiving it. I'm not mm. Yeah. I'm cool, just, cool. I'm a receiver. Got it. I'm Love a receiver it. in that in that department. But yeah. a lot of straight guys I felt like some of them just expected like you're gonna rib me. Mm-hmm. And like for me personally, it's like I'm I want to be selective about my rimming. Totally. Uh, yeah. yeah. They would just like start. I like... should be more like that. <laughs> I am pretty selective because of a few horror stories. Oh, right. One guy I just called Pooh Guy. Um, oh, that God. Yeah. That's it. That's the end of that story. But hey, okay. <laughs> I don't think it is, but <laughs> may come back to that. But... Right. Yeah. So, yeah, what else? But it makes no, it makes women? so much sense because like there is a prostate in there for men and for women. Like I know a lot of women who also yeah. expect yeah. to be rimmed. Like, Fucking, we didn't. We don't have a pleasure center up our ass for no reason. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, but I, I, I don't know. For me personally, like I'm like I. A lot of guys rimmed me, but I'm like I'm not, not into that it. into it. But I, I get it. But I think I like that's it. porno. Me too. I like it. I like it. I, I will say that like rimming it. I almost rim people exclusively, which is kind of weird. Like what do you I'll mean? take what do you someone mean by home that? and just rim them. That's all I want to do is rim them. Oh, which is, which and nothing is else. That's, that's it's your my focus? favorite thing to do. Yeah, rimming is a segue for me for sure, but I love rimming. no, no. I like it. Like I could do it for two hours. Well, it's, it's super sensitive. Like I mean, I, even I like have enjoyed it mm-hmm. many times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, giving or receiving, you mean? Um, receiving. Mm-hmm. Giving it. I mean, Here, let's I, I have to like you. Yeah, that's you fair. gotta you gotta be likable. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> Tom, how likable do they have to be to rim them? On a scale from one to ten. 
<laughs> Two. <laughs> Not shocked. That's what I love about you. Fuck you. <laughs> You're so discernible in your rimming taste. Fuck you. I rimmed you. <laughs> True, actually. Um, Any whoozle. Yeah. Yeah. Any rimzle. But you know what was really interesting? Rimpunzel. It wasn't until I got into the escort world that I realized that a lot of guys want to suck dick too. Ooh. A lot of like straight guys like sucking dick. So um, what is straight even then? Interesting. But they, they're not gay, they're not bi, but they want to suck a dick. And so I think that's where like maybe a transgender person might be suitable. But I, I did meet a guy that like he said he talked about sissy boys. Mm. The sissy boy thing of like it has to be like be a young guy wearing a wig. Right. Not necessarily transgender. Mm-hmm. He didn't care about that, but mm-hmm. he just like wanted to suck dick. Which just goes to show that I feel like one of the most rigid and toxic um, like categories in in sexuality today, at least in the West, is heterosexuality for men because yes. there's no room to play outside of it. Like yeah, if, if, like you're telling this from an insider perspective because they don't assume that you're gonna tell this to anyone else. And no, not that you're keeping it anonymous. It's Basically. it's totally fine. Yeah. Like I just mean it's what happens behind closed doors for straight men is so different. Like when you're queer or I guess like a woman, even like it's, it's like, that's not something that they're ever going to talk about with their friends. No, no, they would be queer. They'd be a fag. And to to sort of add on to that, like I spent a few months in Thailand and, um, lady boys is the big thing there. Right. Yeah. That's what everyone wants. That's what everyone in Thailand wants. They want a woman with a dick. Mm-hmm. And so the industry is fucking and the women there, huge. And the transgender women there look more female than I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they look more female than I do. and like, But like, they want the dick. Mm-hmm. They want the dick. And yeah. the, like, the industry is so huge. And it's hard not to see that and be like, wait a second. So uh, the industry in Thailand is so saturated. And why is that? Yeah. Because no other, like nowhere else in the world... Is it really a thing? We have to change our categories. Yeah. Like it's actually like yeah. I might regret saying this, but I feel like it's oppressive to be a straight man in in that in that specific way of of sexual rigidity. There's yeah. no play. because like, because think about it. Like when you know, speaking from my perspective, even before the industry or whatever, if I met a guy and he told me even that he's like, oh, that he's bisexual. It's like, that's kind of, it's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, you, we really got to question that, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, uh, why is it a big deal? Yeah, right? I like, mean, now my my view's different. Mm-hmm. But 10 years ago, I would have been like, oh no, mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. away from me. Yeah, like what's wrong You're with you, You're right? gay. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. not into women. Yeah. But they're really like, for bisexual guys, I think it's really like, I think it's really difficult. Oh, biphobia <laughs> is alive and well, especially yeah. in the queer that. and gay community, um, especially yeah. gay men don't want to fucking believe in bi people. The first right. thing out of yeah. gay men's mouths are, oh, you're just on your way to being gay. It's yeah. just a phase. And like yeah. that erasure is so violent and so aggressive and it bums me out Yeah, so much. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. I feel like we have to talk about it and make it better, you know? Right. Yeah. And the thing is with bisexuality for women, and this is what I had challenges with now, uh, is the fact that it is kind of just pushed upon us that like, this is the thing. I, I would meet couples where, like, the woman was not interested at all in being with me. And I actually almost had a woman throw up on my vagina. 
Whoa. Because she was just like, she was being pressured by her husband. And she's like, okay, I'll give it a try. And like, she nah. was through and through heterosexual. Through and through, like, she's like, absolutely not. Yeah. It was just not her thing. But the pressure for women to even be bisexual. Men expect it from women they because it's hot. It. Like, oh, that's so gross. Yeah. That's like the worst kind of fucking. <sighs> yeah. 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 I already regret saying that it's oppressive for straight men, but I only meant in that sense because straight men are also trash. <laughs> uh, I think people get um, what you meant yeah. by the fact yeah. that you just clarified that it's even clearer. So in very many ways. ways. I think yeah. it's a very deep discussion about straight men. Mm-hmm. And, and in the sex work world, straight men get a, get a bad rap. A mm-hmm. lot. The clients get a lot of bad rap of being shitty, and they are shitty. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, they're shitty. There's shitty things that fucking happen. Um, and I hear fucked up stories. However, majority of them, I mean, if you screen properly and everything, majority of them, absolutely lovely. Like, they changed my life. Amazing. Because they were so sweet to me. That's, that's so treated. They treated me better than guys in the sh- in my regular life. Oh, wow. my Lord. Yeah. Tinder dating was never the same again after that. Wow. Wow. I will tell you that. That is a sobering thing yeah. to say. Yeah, I'll say this. I received more dick pictures on Tinder than I did in Escort World. Whoa. Way more. Ooh. Way, way more dick pictures came from Tinder Oy than Escort vey. Land. I never got a single dick pic. In escort world. Okay, so that's a huge. That's a huge inversion of expectations. You are more respected as a sex worker than yeah. you are as a woman. Than a single as, woman. Absolutely, absolutely. Holy shit! Kindness is so radical. Why Madness. is it radical in Madness. 2018? Yeah. Like that's so fucked. Yeah. Wow. It's, we've all eroded. Like kindness is just eroded and all. Mm-hmm. Of it. Like decorum in general. The status quo is here's my dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Completely unprovoked. And and you know what I also would think I'm guilty of it too. <laughs> dick pick Fridays. Know. But I think because <laughs> because things have become so like we're so open now and whatever, mm-hmm. I do feel like there is a need to like re- people want to retract a little bit. Right. They want to be teased a bit more. Oh, I love that sentiment. Yeah. It's the you know, sort of pendulum effect of it. Yeah. They, yeah. The chivalry aspect. Yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, the chivalry. Like I started enjoying chivalry where before I was just like, I would meet a guy like I'm talking about in my regular life, my personal dating life. I meet a guy and be like, all right, we're going to fuck. All right. Like, you know, yeah. where now I'm like, oh no, you, you better be buying me dinner opening the door treat me like a i'm a princess yeah. why aren't you treating and me like being a princess? an escort taught you that that's yeah. like being an beautiful. escort taught me that yeah that is beautiful to be really to be respected like, like let's end the stigma right now like yeah that's that's stigma but also it taught mm-hmm. me that like my body was valuable cool right um it was valuable and i'm just like man you better be damn good if i'm gonna fuck you for free Shit, yes, girl. Fuck. Fuck, yes. Yes. Yeah. I need to bring that into Fuck. my life. I need yes. to actualize so, that. Like, you I'm meet, obsessed with that. <laughs> you meet a guy at a party, and it's just like, he thinks he's like going for gold. And if I wasn't in the industry, oh, yeah, I'd be fucking him. No problem. Right. I'd be like, hell, yeah, we're going to bang in the washroom right now. But now I'm just like, this shit costs money. This <laughs> shit costs shit. money. You got No. No, Absolutely. this shit doesn't yeah, come free. Fucking amazing. Fucking cool. That's that's keeping uh, it real. That's so inspiring. I, love <laughs> I honestly love Me it. Me too. I honestly love it. <laughs> I have that's what it fucking yeah, is. Yeah. I have self respect. But the, the, the reality is, in this world, on the the chat forums, the guys on there on the forums, like they're they all know each other, oh. and they don't like a woman with self respect. Shit. 
they want to push your boundaries more and more. They're like, this girl's amazing because I can bust a nut all over her face and like right. do whatever. Right. Bareback. Who knows? Right. Right. Shit. Holy fuck. Because money is involved. There's a sense of ownership. Right. 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 So does that stress you out? Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So money, money fucks things up sometimes. Or money, the 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 economics of it, especially because right. that's a power. Money's power. Money is power. Sex is power. Yeah. Right. Money so is symbolic. It gets messy. Power. Yeah. It just gets messy. Holy, Holy shit. shit. Yeah. I've done a lot so of therapy. Money. I did a lot. <laughs> I mean, like I, as uh, you should probably. Yeah. I feel I like know. I need like, to go a lot of therapy. Yeah. But. You're more well-adjusted than I am, mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> well, like, okay, then I'll, now I'll talk about my personal relationship. Like, yeah. you know, it's interesting because my personal relationship is not about the sex. Mm. It's about so much more. And he, but he was so supportive of the sex work. Mm-hmm. He was like, you got That's this. That's so beautiful. Yeah, it's so beautiful. You, he's like, you got this. That's and like, so you're a professional. Like, there were days where I was like, I don't want to fucking go to work. And he's like, you're a professional. Get it together. That's huge. Uh, and that's he, so and he carried my, my hockey bag and my stick to, mm. I remember. to the arena. So those of you who don't know this, Liz and I played on the same hockey team. Am I allowed to say that? Sure. Oh, we can cut that. We can cut that if we decide okay, to. Okay, P.S. My goalie pads came from a random person on Twitter. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. You just like show your boobs. I'm like, someone sponsor me. <laughs> that is fucking I need to get Twitter That's, tomorrow. We have to keep that like, in. We're yeah. keeping that in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, I had to like show my, my tits on Twitter and I got ghoulie pads. Beautiful. <laughs> and I show my, and then I show my booty with like the, my goalie stick and shit. And like, they love it. They love that shit. I am yeah, me too. obsessed with that. And they're really nice goalie pads. <laughs> I, would, I remember I would hope so. they were huge. They were too big for a little they bit were too big. Huge for you, but uh, yeah, uh, somebody gave them to me. I just you're a fucking star. So like, I'm okay, wait, another break to quorum again. You wanted another. I oh, did. I have another one. Um, have you twice. ever uh, delved into the porn world? Mm. Oh right. Okay, so I've only shot one porn. Uh huh. One porn, which was women only, only women shot by women. I love. Oh, cool! It, it was awesome, and it's it was amazing. It was beautifully done. Um, the only thing I can say is like, it's a lot of work doing porn, and like I didn't make any money off of that. Like maybe it was, maybe it was promotional, but I didn't make any money. Okay, like zero, zero. Whoa! It so, was purely promotional. Oh, so you did it, f- uh, for the, to be a promotion. I guess so. I did it with a bunch of other girls in the industry who were trying to promote themselves. So okay. it was all kind of promotional stuff. Oh, promotional for your own business. Yeah. Okay. I not guess not so. for like not for like a porn agency. No. Okay, I get it. Absolutely not. And it was really beautifully done. I was very proud of it. I thought my butthole looked amazing. <laughs> it was the first time I ever it was the first time I ever saw my vagina and butthole at that angle. Ooh. First time I ever saw myself at that angle. Describe the angle. Was it like 45 from um, the bottom? Face down, ass up. Okay. And I was like, it's 45 really... from the bottom is not the president of the United States. <laughs> Sing. It was really beautiful. I love it. Um, we basically 
because I'm I'm not out, I don't show my face or anything like that. So like my face wasn't shown, Just but like it was home. a very I felt like it was a porn that was like made for women as well. It was very kind of about the situation. Like obviously women made this porn Beautiful. because it was situational. It was very kind of but like hardcore. It got really hardcore. Yeah. However, like how hardcore? May I ask? Um I had this big honking red dildo that I just shoved up there at some point. I didn't know what to do, but I was so hungry. I like needed a sandwich. I just put a dildo in me. <laughs> I mean, I got tattooed across my lower back. <laughs> um, and some, some fisting happened. Fisting, fisting happened. Okay, it went there. Not on me, though. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, yeah. Oh, my God. I can't. <laughs> You broke Tom. Amazing. Can you find this online? That was my question. Sorry, no, we can't find it online. Uh, not anymore. It, it was taken down because no, no. I had to follow it with the people I made it with. Like, oh, yeah. Shit. So it's like, That's you know, it was years ago. Did you screenshot your beautiful butthole though, or is it just up here it's, now? You know what? It's in the internet world. I don't know. It's I've like, somewhere. I've accepted the fact. Yeah, she screenshotted. She got some fucking goalie pads for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've I've accepted the fact that my my butthole is in the internet universe. Yeah. And you know what? I'm proud of that shit. You should be proud of that. I'm proud of that butthole. Yeah. It, it, looked, it looked pretty good. <laughs> I'm proud of your butthole. So. Yeah. I'm also proud of your butthole. <laughs> what has this become? I love it. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, last question. What was the title of it? Do you remember? Don't. No, we don't no, need to find no, no, it. I don't. Fair, fair. That, it was, was called gonna, My Beautiful Butthole. I was gonna cut Sorry, it anyway. was called I'm... I no, was so was, hungry for a sandwich, so I took a big red dildo. Yeah. It was it was a porn that you had to like pay ten bucks to watch, and it's only like ten minutes long. True. And people that's some good stuff. People paid it, and yeah, I didn't make any money off that. That's bullshit. That I is know, bullshit. I know. I know. As I said, I had a huge follow with those people, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's out. Clearly. And I think it's been deleted, right? Because yeah. they fucking hate me or something. I don't know. Shit. Yeah. Well, at least you have that memory and you have the pride in your heart. I have pride in my butthole. Yeah. Good. I actually showed it to a lot of people and part of me was like, why would you why would you show that to people? But I was really proud of the whole thing. It was beautifully done. Yeah. I, the way that it was like filmed, um, the girl that filmed it was super talented. Mm, it was gorgeous. I'm inspired. Like actually I'm inspired. So am I. Yeah. So am I. Yeah. Yeah. Are you proud of your butthole, Elliot? Uh, yeah, I'm proud of my butthole. I, I don't look at it enough, though. I feel like it needs more attention now. Tom, are you proud of your butthole? I am proud of my butthole. Nice. Do you I, shave it? Uh, I do. Do you wax? Uh, I have waxed. Okay. But I do shave explain it. Explain what happened last time you waxed. Okay, can I? Yeah, please. <laughs> no, should yeah. I? No, please, This episode's please. already way too long. It's okay. Explain it. Um, We're not cutting this, though. So I went, to get wa- I went to go get waxed maybe a year and a half, just over a year ago. And, um, oh, fuck, I can't believe I'm telling this story. Stop listening, everyone. Um, <laughs> I've already told a lot, but I have yeah. a lot more. <laughs> Can we have a part two? Yes, with you? like, would you come on for a part two? Fuck yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah. So, this is anyway, so much fun. they're waxing, waxing away, waxing my asshole. And, like, I paid for, like, the whole shebang because uh-huh. I want everything waxed. And so the guy was like, okay, well, turn over now. After he did all my asshole. And my butt and everything. So I turned over. He starts doing my front. And, like, I... Like, if someone whispers to me, I get an erection. 
Oh. So he starts waxing. That's your thing. And I get a full on boner. Like it's, That's your thing. Yeah. I just get the fucking boner. Like the big boner. Yeah. And so like he is so polite. And so I'm like screaming in pain, but also yelling, I'm sorry. Because I was really embarrassed. So I was like, ah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like as my penis gets bigger and bigger. Right. And so then he starts like needing to maneuver it. So that he can wax everything. So we start which I'm not convinced wasn't a ploy on his part, but continue. I think it was a ploy on his part. Who joystick somebody's dick around? Yeah, so he starts joysticking my penis around so that he can get at all the crevices. As I'm yelling, I'm sorry. But, like, does he really need to joystick my penis? Anyway, not he did. Sure. And it was just, like, really insane. That was so crazy. The funniest part is that the story that I actually was asking for was a chemical burn and not that story. Oh <laughs> I'm so happy that you told that one. <laughs> So I also self-nared. Never use nair. And like oh, I got a chemical burn stinks. on my on my like it does stink. It stinks. And I got a chemical burn on like the top of my on my ass crack. For like a month. For a like, long no longer. So did did guys think that you had something wrong, like something was going on down there? No, well I had a partner at a time and I told him immediately. So oh, it was okay. Okay. It's an unspoken, no, not unspoken rule. It's a rule that as an escort, you get checked every three months. Okay. Go to the hassle-free clinic, get checked every three months. Cool. Tell them you're a sex worker. Everyone should do that. Yeah. Yeah. I also use that opportunity to get as many female condoms as I can. Ooh. Female condoms are the shit for guys because they can't wear a condom or like they're married dudes that haven't worn a condom in forever yeah and bullshit okay yeah I know yeah. but those are expensive and they're the only places you can buy them here you can't buy them at Shoppers Drug Mart you and they're can't... obviously not free because they're free for men no. but not for women yeah, yeah. They're, they're three dollars a piece and you only get three in a pack that's fucked up and you can only buy them at the condom shack that's the only place that's Really fucked up. I had yeah. no idea about that. You can't buy them everywhere, right? So oh, I, so sh- I go to the hassle-free clinic, and I'm like, I bring my purse, and I oh, am piling clean, them in. Clean, clean. Absolutely. I like, I like, wait for my appointment. I'm like, do 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 do, piling like a bunch of condoms in. I have my shit done. When I go out, I also grab more to put in my purse. And I'm an I, ignorant faggot. Can you please describe how to put on a female condom? Because I don't know. It's really hard. I mean, for me, it's hard because the shape of my junk. But okay. um, basically, you're it, like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Tom's face like perked up like a flamingo. <laughs> you, like, okay, so most girls, like, like you have to. the size of an umbrella. <laughs> I have to describe this. It's basically like a giant like tube, right? It has to fit inside of. The vaginal is thing. it is a, is it a, like a rigid tube? Uh, no, it's <laughs> you're a rigid tube. I need to okay, continue. I need to know it's a soft tube, but like there's a ring, and you're you you bend the ring like in like a figure eight, and then you like and then you insert it into your vagina. How far insert, in? As far back as it can go to your cer- to your cervix, and the ring stays at the the front. The ring is at like the bottom of it, oh. so it's like a circle like that. Okay. It's like a ring like that. And it just kind of like, the thing is, it, like, it, it doesn't look good. Like, mm. it hang, kind of hangs out, looks kind of bleh. But the thing is, guys aren't restricted. Like, their penis isn't restricted by condoms. So that's why it's good. They're huge in Africa. No because way. Because condoms are super taboo. It's like seen as unmanly. 
Oh. Okay, we didn't know this. No, no I had no I idea. Yeah. And so they're huge in Africa and countries where condoms are taboo. Shit. Because they're considered unmanly. I had no conception of a female condom. That's Yeah. And here in, me neither. Yeah. Here in Canada, you can't just buy them everywhere. So that's why I go to the Hassle Free Clinic and stock up. Oh fuck. Yeah, the that's way, the way up. that I have to get mine is like my the way that my whole body is shaped, mm-hmm. I have to use like I have this glass dildo that I have to, you know, basically plunge it in. You have to like mold it before I you like. I basically have to like to insert it because it's like goes around. So how? Okay, last question. How rigid is the it's ring? A lot of information. Yeah, no, it's no, it's, it's not like I want more. <laughs> like, like, does the ring literally like open you? Like when you put it in, like the, no, the bottom of it. No, you know, you know what happens, and sometimes like you don't get it in properly or whatever, and sometimes like the ring came like when the guy pulls out, the ring is on his dick and mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. But they they do work, and guys like them, and it's cool. kind of like my go-to. As soon as I like, I would introduce that to clients. Especially because they would have trouble getting off with a condom. With a condom. Quote unquote. Yes. yes. Right. Shit. Yeah. I feel so much more informed than I did two hours ago. Like, yeah. Me too. Like this has Fucking been... me too. Yeah, I guess you I guess you wouldn't learn about female condoms. No, no. I stopped being with girls when I was like fourteen. Like, oh, okay. I have no conception. So did you ever have sex with a girl? Uh no, not I never penis and vagina. Okay. No, we like touched and like cute stuff like that, but no, we were and like no licking vaginas, no fingers. I fingers for sure. Um, I I don't know. Like to be honest, I regret not going down to women. Like I genuinely you can still do it. I know, I know, and I like my partner and I talk about it. Like I I want to have sex with a girl, but I do, I don't want to fetishize women just for the sake of fetishizing it. I just feel right. like I maybe put myself into a category of gay too early, and I haven't explored. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You just don't know what, how you feel about it. Yeah. This is where the word queer is sort of exactly. popping up. Because exactly. it means there that even though I'm gay doesn't mean I can't be with a woman. Exactly. I want to be with a woman. Yeah. Sure, I think not? I think you are genuinely more fluid than I am. Yes. Um, I think so, too. I, I don't do it, like, as a, like in fetishistic ways. But I yeah. have been, like, jerking off to some porn that is, like, female and male. Like, hetero porn. And yeah. that still does get me going. Like, Buck Angel, like... Is your perfect does person. it for me? Yeah, like, that's we, we can make that happen. Yeah, let's make that happen. I, love I mean, I mean, like yeah. we're not gonna say no. And much. God, he's so cool. Oh God! All right, let's um, just keeper, is... keeper of time over here. Yes. I'll just um, sorry to Shanghai you with this, but we do this is that every racist? episode. What's Shanghai? I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's I'm racist sorry. either. I'm sorry, I'm sorry people from Shanghai. Um, sorry to just drop this on you, but we usually to end every episode. We say uh, something nice that has happened to us in the last week. A silver lining. I love anything. that. It doesn't have to be. Great. I had a lot of shittiness anything. this week, but you know what? So I could, a lot I of think something. I could think of something. A lot of our episodes end up being a little sad, or like this one was not not as sad, which Mm-mm. which is nice. But we want to still say something that uh, positive. Something and... positive. We want to end on a positive note. Okay. We can give you time to think if you want. Do you yeah. want to go first? Uh. I'm not ready, so maybe you should go for it. I have more than one. Is that rude? No, absolutely. Go okay, so one is I saw the Guillermo del Toro exhibit. Time's up. <laughs> that was a callback to the Golden Globes, but go um, I know, I knew you were going to say that, actually. Uh, it was really awesome. I love his films. Um, the only thing is that they let way too many people in to the exhibit because you had to book a time. And so I thought, oh, there won't be that many. But it was like shoulder to shoulder. You were like herded through like cattle. Couldn't appreciate any of the art. Is this a silver lining? 
I had a really good time. Okay. Um, it was really amazing to see all the props and it's everything from his own workspace. And it's like how he writes his, uh, his films, like is all of these curiosities surrounding him, which is really cool. Um, like there's like a bust of Frankenstein and shit. Mm. Um, so that was really good. The other one is, uh, my partner's, uh, younger sister came to visit us and stayed with us uh, she was going to see the killers and just like to watch her experience her very first concert like in the city for like the first time did was, you go to the killers too no oh. uh my partner and i stayed home and like we weirdly felt like like old parents you know what i mean just like the young kids are going out and like doing the fun thing and we just like stayed home and like drank a bottle of red wine and hung out but it was really cool to see that kind of build up for excitement you know that's nice. Um, and then my third thing is yesterday. Uh, so my partner and I have a Christmas tradition mm-hmm. or like a holiday tradition every year, regardless if it's on Christmas or not, we uh, pick a leading lady and watch uh, her best performances. And we cook like gourmet breakfast, lunch and dinner and drink all day. And so the only time we could do it was yesterday. And we picked Jessica Lang and we watched her best performances and we mm. cooked amazing breakfast, amazing lunch, and like it's just the best dinner. Um, and I'm just, it was so good and it was my favorite. It was my mm. favorite thing. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I loved it. Oh, that's great. Can I piggyback on that? Like, mm, yes. Can I skip my answer? Oh. <laughs> no, you have to answer. Um, can, you, can you not think of anything? Uh, I wasn't going to say this, but I'll say it. My. Uh, um, one of my jobs is I program different arts workshops in schools and one of them has been doing really well and I've been asked to present or we've been asked to present the program at a conference for like art and social change and cool uh, so exciting. in Montreal next month so I get to go to Montreal and do that so I'm totally excited for that yay I'm so excited yay. for it that was super positive yeah it was I yeah it's, it's a really great program, and I love it, and I don't want to really talk about it on here too much, but mm-hmm. it's about self-discovery in, in students, and they just, it's a great program, and they're amazing at it. Cool. And I'm so proud happy. of it. I'm really proud of it. Cool. Yeah. Okay, Liz, what about you? Okay, what am I going to say? <laughs> a lot of shit happened. I'll tell you that. A Those are of- some pr- profound, like, usually we're just like, oh, I just saw this cool movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah seriously. Yeah. Um, no. A lot of bullshit happened, of Uh-oh. course. A lot of bullshit. However. It's a bronze lining. Yeah. However, um, this last week I have reconnected or, and I've connected with other sex workers um, in different countries Ooh. that have reached out to me. They love what I do online and they want to like connect and do stuff like in terms of like the activism part of the industry together. So cool. that happened. That's a huge silver lining. Yeah. Yeah, that's like amazing. Transnational yeah. feminist yeah. fucking sex worker. Yeah, work. actually so one, cool. one sex worker that I actually talked to on like not on a daily basis, but every few days. Like she's like in Mexico and she works out of New York and we've been kind of connecting to like, you know, help each other in terms of like, you know, we want to help the industry, like help girls promote themselves mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Um, my my thing is, I'm trying to help clients be better uh, because cool. clients have no fucking idea how to go about 
you know, how do you order an escort? Like, yeah, yeah, they have yeah. no idea. And when they're acting like disrespectful fuckheads, mm-hmm. somebody needs to tell them what's the proper way to contact an escort or where they should go. I'm not going to, like, be like, oh, you should go to this particular agency. But I just say, I just get, I get emails from clients that want to know, like, where exactly is the best place that I should look. Right. Yeah. I don't want to give specific people. To totally. That. I don't. Yeah. But that's so that's amazing. heartwarming that's so cool. and, just, yeah, inspiring. Interestingly enough, it's all American guys. <laughs> Huh. Really? All American. <laughs> that is so interesting. Well, from you, 15% of listeners who are American. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> Perk up your fucking ears. Ding, ding, yeah. ding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Okay, so that's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, um, thank, thank you for you. listening. Thank you so much. I hope I'm back. Oh, oh yeah, you we're getting back. you back for yeah. part two. Yeah. There's, a lot, there's a lot to say. 110%. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Email us, email us at, at do you queer what I queer at gmail.com. No question mark in there. Nope. Um, uh, rate re- and review us. Please. Rate and review. Reach hey, out. Give us a review. Yeah. Why not? Why if not? If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I didn't give a review. I don't think it's important. It is. Do it. Subscribe. Yeah. Um, also, just joking. Like, you you don't have to do, do what you want to do. Yeah. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Bye. 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 <laughs>